now I'd like to introduce our in-studio guest this evening. He is uh, from the South African Football Coaches Association Technical Advisory. Uh, he's a board member. Uh, Sudesh Singh uh, well, joins us in studio. Welcome to MSW. Good evening, Owen, and good evening to the listeners. Well, Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, really, for your time. Uh, can you believe it that AFCON is upon us right now? It's, it felt like a, it took an eternity, actually, to get to this point for kickoff eventually to, get, to, to, to start and the excitement to build ahead of the tournament. Yeah, I think the excitement was more off the pitch than on the pitch. <laughs> uh, let's hope tonight uh, Egypt and Zimbabwe kick, kicks off on, on, on a high note and, and, and restores the credibility of the game on the continent again, you know. Well, it's sad to hear about all these player disputes when it comes to bonuses and uh, player stipends and everything that happens on the ground. But Zimbabwe is not the only team complaining to their federation about player uh, payment disputes. Tell us about others that have been going on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, About two hours ago, Cameroon uh, national team boarded a plane from Yaoundé to, to Egypt. They were supposed to leave last night. Mm. There was the same kind of dispute about uh, player bonuses. Mm. We know about uh, Angola, the game with Bafana, the friendly game was postponed. Uh, They said due to uh, other reasons, but the main reason was also threat of a player strike. There were disagreements there. We know there's some other countries also have this. So, Owen, I think it's shocking that in this day and age, uh, on African football, Mm. we, we still haven't moved ahead you know when when it comes off the field administrative side it's it's actually sad for african football this happens at every major tournament unfortunately we we saw it with nigeria heading to olympic games we saw it right here for the 2010 world cup players were disputing bonuses what will it take for us and the federations here in africa to sort out the issues with players I think when you look at it, Owen, uh, during the week there was a CAF executive meeting, and 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 if you look at the seriousness of the of of the problem, that FIFA has to step in and 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 take control of CAF for the next six months. The Secretary General Fatma uh, Samor mm. is going to be heading the normalisation committee, so that alone tells you what African football is about, and and it's sad. I mean, a mm. couple of weeks ago, the, the the CAF president was brought in for questioning in France over some dubious deals. Mm. Uh, and, and, and sadly, the people who suffer, the players and, and the supporters of the game, you know, we have the talent, we have the facilities, we have the, the passion for the game. But I always feel that it's always the administrators who are letting down African football, you know. Yeah, it is a, a major problem in uh, on the continent. And I'm glad to see that feathers are being ruffled. I guess that we need a shake up. And like you said, for the next six months, uh, they'll be under scrutiny because uh, FIFA has stepped in to take over the runnings of uh, CAF. But will that be enough? Six months of administration from FIFA, will we get things right eventually? Uh, hopefully, but as you said, yes, ruffling the feathers, I think we need to go a step beyond that, you know, take uh, drastic action, get rid of some of the people who, who have pure corruption cases against them. And I'm glad to say that uh, Safa and his president are actually leading the way because uh, Bafana have had good preparation. There's been no hints of any bonus mm-hmm. issues. Banyana went to the World Cup. The under-20 went to the World Cup. So so on the administrative side, I think South African football is progressing on that side, you know. And, and that's a plus for, for, for South African football. We've also been beset by those in the past. But mm-hmm. but looks like now there's, there's, there's a new dawn at Safa. There's a new political wing to uh, uh, will to get things done the right way, you know. 
That uh, is very right. And I'm glad you brought that up because Banyana also had the opportunity to get equal pay as Bafana Bafana. They would also get equal bonus money should they have gone gotten out of the group stage. So you're very right there that uh, at least the administration at SAFA has got things right. And equal pay is a very important part of it. And Owen, I, that, I think this is not just an African problem because if you look at USA women's team, they, were, they actually took the federation to court over equal pay uh, prior to the World Cup. Mm. Uh, Norway, one of the best players, the captain and the best player in Europe, has refused to play in this World Cup because of the same thing. Mm. So, so as much as we might think it's just an African problem, but I think in Africa it's mostly about uh, uh, bad administration, corruption, then, 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 then you know the principles of the game, you know. In studio with us this evening is board member of the South African Football Coaches Association, Technical Advisory, uh, that's Sudesh Singh. You'll be uh, delving into more detail with regards to AFCON 2019. We'll take you through all the groups, what we expect is going to happen, all that's happening on the ground, injuries, uh, the favourites to lift the title. And if you'd like to have your say on this matter, remember, leave us a WhatsApp voice note on 0860584. Double two five zero, and also after the break, we'll be speaking to Vilili Mbule, who is our SABC uh, football journalist, live from Cairo. So plenty coming up right after these. Hashtag NSW. Well, let's uh, welcome back to MSW, Marawa Sports Worldwide. Owen Honey standing in for Robert Marawa this evening. And for the next few evenings, uh, it's going to be plenty to talk about, especially when it comes to the football field, as uh, the 2019 Africa Cup of Nations is upon us, with 24 teams competing for glory in Egypt. Egypt will stage a competition from this evening all the way through to the final on the 19th of July. Well, we've been getting your voice notes on uh, 060-584-2250. And this is what you had to say. Glorious go, glorious go, go. We will be behind you, boys, supporting you, our African team. Uh, the prediction for tonight it's a uh, one-one between the two teams. It's Tapiwa from Devon. Wishing Bafana Bafana great success at Epcon 2019. We're praying for you and hope you go all the way, Bafana Bafana. Remember, the ball is around for both teams. Fiona from Durban. MSW, good evening and good evening to the listeners. It is going today, marks the Afghan fever. My name is Kelly Tachachu, and I'm proudly to say I am behind Bafana Bafana with all my support. And today, this is Egypt and Zimbabwe. It is going to be a bit, bit, bit difficult given that Zimbabwe was striking for the allowance so given the circumstances the players are not in proper mental state because of the strike allegations that they were in so today it is quite obvious so we are expecting a win from the egyptian side as they are the host so i would like to say may the best team win 
keep your messages coming in on our WhatsApp voice note system. It's 0860-584-2250. We love it. We love to hear from you. And thanks for all the messages of support for our men at Bafana Bafana. We'll start their campaign against the Ivory Coast on Monday. But a man that's on the ground right now is our SABC football journalist, live from Cairo, is Vilile Mbule. Good evening, Vilile, and uh, welcome to MSW once again. Uh, give us uh, a feel of what has been happening right there at the Cairo International Stadium. Yeah, well, good evening, uh, Owen, and also to the listeners. Uh, quite exciting what I'm witnessing here. Not uh, surprising. Um, I, I can say it's something that I expected. But, uh, you know, when you're part of something like this and it's happening um, in front of your eyes and you're covering it, um, you have to say that uh, the people here... In Egypt, they really love their football. They live um, uh, this game. I mean, as early as uh, lunchtime today, 1 p.m., the gates were open, people were streaming in. And as we speak now, uh, I can safely say more than 70% of the stadium has been covered, uh, and, and also most people are around the precinct as well. So for, for a country which, uh, which is also uh, seven-time African champions, the record seven-time African mm. champions, the club, Coming from here, Al Ali is also record um, eight-time African champions. You can tell why. Exactly. Well, we're going to see the fireworks tonight, and a lot of people are saying that uh, the Pharaohs are favourites to win tonight. And you know what? We've been talking about it. The Warriors, Zimbabwe Warriors, welcome back. Come a billet, which is a bonus for them. But they've also had uh, the player dispute, a bonus pay dispute in the background. How much do you think that has affected them? Uh, well. Things that uh, in African football we've grown to understand, and uh, even as we, as we cover um, as those things, uh, we don't go overboard uh, because you know that sometimes the players know that uh, um, for the government and also the people who are leading football, they'll be embarrassed if the team doesn't take it to the field of play. Mm. So maybe sometimes it's just to put in a nudge, uh, just just last minute push, so that the powers that be take that money out and uh, do what they need to do and pay the players. So. Also, with the situation of Zimbabwe, the strike was affected last night. Mm. Um, you also understand that um, the plane that was supposed to have left um, in Cameroon yesterday and land here in the early hours of the morning didn't leave up until only this afternoon uh, that they've left uh, for Douala to, to come here. So Cameroon will be landing here tomorrow. Uh, we had also our friendly match that was also um, called off uh, during the week against um, Angola, uh, which was going to be a very important warm-up match for us. But Angola, they have not trained for two days since they got here. Allegedly, also um, on something that is linked to the bonuses as well. Mm. So this is something that we've grown to understand in African football. Not that we accept, but it's the reality. Uh, Vilile, I believe that uh, both team sheets have been unveiled already. Uh, any surprises um, on those team sheets? And obviously, everybody is looking forward to seeing Mohamed Salah in action tonight for the Egyptian Pharaohs. Uh, likely, uh, same for the Zimbabwe Warriors, as they'd like to see Kama Billiard in action. Uh, as, have you seen anything in both team sheets? It's, it's, it's very interesting because some of us um, see Norwich Musona as the danger man in the. Uh, in, in the Zimbabwean Warriors team, but uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> uh, most of the guys that I've spoken to, both journalists and also the fans, uh, they've been very clear that to them it's Billiard. In fact, they still believe that Billiard will not finish his football career without having uh, come here to play either for Al Ali or for Zamalek. Um, so for them, earlier this week when they had that uh, come a Billiard, 
um, could set out this one due to uh, that niggling knee uh, injury. They were very excited. Uh, I wonder how do they feel now that uh, he's recovered and uh, he's gone straight to the setting lineup. So it's going to be very interesting uh, because Kamak Biliat has had team uh, from, from this part. Uh, you'll recall what he did to Zamalek in 2016 when Sanaw won the Maiden at the Champions League title. So you, you, you can sort of understand. Then uh, if you look at the attack that uh, this Zamalek team is fielding tonight, Yasha Mushaiku at the top, there's also Nolish Musona there, and then there's, there's, there's Kamak Biliat as well. Classic, classic attack that. Also, you know that the coach, okay, uh, Sandy Chitampa, has got his conservative approach as well. Uh, this is his second Afcon. He's an old hand when it comes to international football. I mean, for me, he's the most successful Zimbabwean coach uh, by far. You recall that, I think it was in 1998 uh, when they went all the way to the final in the Champions League um, with the Timbari Dynamo. So, this is a man uh, who's used um, to taking his team to play in a crowd, in a stadium that is filled with a home crowd. They did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was saying it during the week. They did it in the Kinshasa at a packed uh, Kinshasa stadium against the uh, DRC. And he doesn't see uh, the reason why they can't repeat it here again uh, at the Cairo International Stadium. But yes, there's uh, the talk of the Mosala, uh, but it's not Mosala only. There's Trezeke as well. Yep. Uh, it's just a, a very good uh, Egyptian team that we've got as well. But I, I, I cannot say that this is the best Egyptian team. You touched on this at the beginning of the interview, Vilelis, I beg your pardon, I just wanted to touch on this. The seven times Egyptian pharaohs are the seven-time champions. They have a lot of pressure having to perform in front of their home crowd. Yet the Zimbabwe Warriors, unfortunately, they've performed admirably at the tournaments. They haven't been past the group stage. They've been there four times already and yet to get out of the group stage. So the pressure is on both teams, I guess, but more so the home side. Yeah, well, look, the home side for me. The last time they hosted the tournament back in 2006, and they they uh, they, they won the tournament uh, uh, here on, on home soil. So they are hosting it for the first time since 2006. And they have not won the tournament uh, since 2010. And uh, they missed some uh, good additions uh, after that as well. But they came back last time. Um, Remember they lost out here, I think, in the, in the, in the semi-finals. Mm. Um, in, in 20, 20, they lost in the final in 2017, um, losing uh, to Cameroon. So when you look at um, what to expect um, from uh, this Egyptian team, especially uh, on home soil, <laughs> yeah, uh, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Also, they are coached by someone who's also... For me, new to African uh, football, uh, Javier Aguera. Uh, mm. This is the coach who's coach in uh, Mexico, uh, in, in, in the CONCACAF region. Uh, CONCACAF region and African football are two different things. But yeah. look, uh, the team is also coming back uh, from the World Cup. And uh, I'm sure they'll, they will believe that uh, after having been to the World Cup, there's something special that they can do here on, on, on soil. And also, this is the tournament where, for me, you've got uh, uh, the Karenga Lions of... Uh, uh, Senegal, I think Ali Osisa has been building quite a good team there. And mm. uh, you can see now they are they are more of a unit. They are not reliant um, on uh, Sadio Mane only. They've got uh, you know, Ismail Saar on the other side. Uh, you've got uh, the main mountain at the back, Kalido, uh, Kulibali. Uh, you've got such a good team there um, in, 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 in that uh, Senegal team. Also, there's uh, Javier Renato coming to. Uh, another competition where you would like to 
to make surprises. Uh, he's won two upcon titles mm. already with Zimbabwe in 2012. I think that was dominated by TSL players. And also, um, have, he's got to it with the Cote d'Ivoire as well. So this time around, and also he's ahead of control, even at, at the World Cup uh, last year um, in, in, in Russia. The only mm. challenge was that they had a challenge of not finishing their chances up front. So it's quite a solid team uh, for me, this this Moroccan team. So there's just a few teams mm. that I can see as favorites uh, coming to the tournament. Not ruling out that young Nigerian team as well, sure. uh, who turned turn things around and, uh, since their first loss to the Palafana in the opening game, game of the conference. Let's just uh, chat. You obviously had uh, been chatting to your fellow journalists around you there. Just looking at Group A, though, you've gone hey, through some of the other away, favourites. Who away, is? <laughs> Tell us. I mean, out of this group, who do you think out of Group A? DR Congo, Egypt, Uganda, and Zimbabwe. Who do you think is uh, the favourites then to head on through? Uh well, quite a tricky group this one. Yeah. And uh, previously, I've said this. I so I need to be consistent. Uh, So when I look at uh, this group, you've got a a DRC team that is led by um, one of the coaches that I feel is underrated on the continent, Florence Ibenge. This is the third AFCON. Mm. The first AFCON, I was there, I covered it, where he took um, this team, uh, even at that time, in, in December he had taken... Vita to an up, uh, a club Champions League final, losing to ESC in the final, and the two two months later, uh, he finished third in the upcon um, with the DRC. And wow, now that that is a brilliant record. The coach is in the club Champions League final with uh, an unfashionable side at that time uh, in AS Vita, and then two months later, is in is getting a bronze medal. Uh, that was in Equatorial Guinea, and he came back even uh, the last time I think. Uh, did well the and then um, now he's back here. And then you've got Uganda. They are also mm. coming to their second Afcon as well. Uh, in uh, second consecutive Afcon, you will remember uh, Mitchell, uh, the one and only Svetlanovich of uh, the current coach of Rwanda Paris. He took them to their first Afcon in 39 years, mm. um, uh, two, two years ago in, in, in Gabon. So the same story with uh, Zimbabwe as well. They are coming back to their second consecutive account. They were there uh, in Mungomo, as, uh, in fact, in, um, in Gabon, as, as I said. So when you look at Zimbabwe and and, uh, Zimbabwe and, and, and Uganda, they've got the experience. This is not new to them. When you look at PRC, they've got quite a good bunch of players as well. Uh, also, this is under the current coach, this is the third account. So there's consistency. I see a lot of banana skins for the host. Mm, mm. Sudesh Singh is also in studio with us here. Vilele uh, uh, is uh, a member of the SAFCA, which is the African Football Coaches Association Technical Advisory Board. Sudesh, you've heard what Vilele had to say there in terms of Group A. He's seeing some of the favourites come through there, but we have to look further down. This tournament is expanded and it gives other teams opportunity as well because your top two teams from each of the groups go through and then your uh, best three third-place finishers will also advance to the next round. It, it is difficult to keep that in mind. It's exactly like what happened at the FIFA Women's World Cup. It changes the whole aspect of the, the, the makeup of groups. Yeah, 
Yes, Owen, I have to agree with uh, Velilo on some of the facts. And I think uh, here we also got to give CAF credit for expanding it because Mm -hmm. it gives a lot of other countries the chance to qualify that otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity to play. You know, now we've seen countries like Madagascar, Mauritania, Burundi. Mm. So Group A, when we look at it, uh, it's it's, it's very tight. It's, It's it might not seem straightforward as it looks, mm. but uh, I would I would say uh, Egypt as hosts, obviously, and, and with the quality in depth they have playing at home, they are favourites to go through. Mm. For me, the second place team is also going to be DRC because you look at the quality of players they have. They have an exceptional coach, one of the most underrated coaches on the African continent, Florian Dibenge. Mm. Uh, I'm a great fan of his work. And, uh, and you look at the quality of the players, the myriad of players that are playing abroad. Uh, so for me, from Group A, I would have to agree with Mvelile. Egypt and Diara Congo would be my favourites to go through. And then best third place can be anywhere between Uganda and Zimbabwe. And I think possibly Uganda, uh, Zimbabwe can sneak in into that uh, third place, you know. And, and finally, for the first, this is the fourth time trying to get to the uh, knockout stages. Mm. They've never yet progressed beyond the group stage. So hopefully with this group of players, they have quality players. We know all of them. A lot of them have been playing in South Africa, are playing in South Africa. I would, I would, I would feel that they could slip through as, the, as a third place team, you know, best third place team. Well, there's still plenty to go in the tournament. It only kicks off tonight with Egypt up against Zimbabwe. But if you'd like to send your messages and viewpoints with regard to what's happening out there, give us a voice note on WhatsApp. It's 060, so 60 584 2250. Vilile, I'm now let you have your last say. I know you have to run here before the top of the hour. Uh, the excitement yeah. on the ground there, like you said, the people have been queuing up since lunchtime already. So I guess. Uh, Everybody's there timelessly and waiting for the opening ceremony before the big game kicks off. Uh, hey, look, first I have to commend you. You've got a, a perfect man there in the field. You <laughs> know African football in and out. Yes. So, you know, sometimes when you want to talk African football, you must talk to the people who understand African football. But you've got the right man. But let me tell you, uh, for me, um, oh, well, it was just four days after we had beaten Libya when I decided that by hook or crook I'll be here. And I'm glad that I made that decision. Uh, no matter how things have been difficult to get here, but I'm here. And the, the experience that I'm getting from here, covering this tournament and looking at also our team, I watched their team and the excitement in them being here, you know, after having missed out in the last AFCON, mm. uh, I'm getting that excitement. Good. And from what I'm seeing from the people around here, you know, I've been doing this interview with you. I'm waiting in the queue to buy food, <laughs> you know. And I see all the stalls next to me. It's packed, you know, and it's all red, red free. Yeah, you know. So for me, this is uh, uh, with all the challenges that uh, African football has got in the boardroom, as we've seen this week. But what I'm seeing here today, for a few hours, makes me forget about the problems. Vilile. Mm. Mm. Mnyandu, thank you so much. Uh, enjoy the game this evening, Egypt up against Zimbabwe, and we'll speak to you again next week, Monday. Thank you, Boots. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Vilile. And uh, now time to go straight to the newsroom, and they'll give us more, and we'll come back to you with uh, more from Marawa Sports Wide, talking all things AFCON. Remember to give us a call on 060-584-2250. Leave us a WhatsApp voice note, and we'll play those out in the next hour. Uh, my name is Lazarus. I would like to wish Zimbabwe, uh, the Warriors team, 
good luck in their match and uh, not to look at the crowd but look at the ball and uh, maintain the scoring uh, good luck Zimbabwe and uh, I would like to speak to Mo and Owen Honey on Monday <laughs> that uh, Zimbabwe is going to prove them wrong on their on their bet uh, that Zimbabwe is going to lose against Egypt. Thank you. Good evening, Owen. Owen, you know, uh, man, on this opening game, obviously, I will be running all the way behind our neighbors, Zimbabwe. Because if Zimbabwe made it against Egypt, it will, on, it will not be only Zimbabwe, but it will be Southern Africa. It will be proud moment for Southern Africa. So, with no doubt, I'm supporting Zimbabwe fully and hope they will surprise the pharaohs. Thanks very much, Owen, for your time. Isaac Baku here. Hi, Owen, honey. I think the team that can be uh, capable of winning the African Cup of Nations, I will put my money on the host country, Egypt. They have people who are experienced. Also, the experience of uh, Salah will make a difference. But also, we can look at um, Senegal and Nigeria, but I think the host country can win the African Cup of Nations, the support there, and also the hunger for the victory. Thank you. Uh, Owen, this is Desmond from Malachin. Uh I'm behind the two Southern African teams, uh, South Africa, Bafanafana, and Zimbabwe. Uh, I believe something, something different will happen in this Afcon, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually behind the two teams, and I trust we'll reach the quarterfinals. Yeah. Well, welcome back to MSW. I'm Owen Honey standing in for Robert Marawa this, uh, for the next few evenings. And no doubt all those voice notes that will be coming in backing Zimbabwe as well as our own Bafana Bafana as they head to the AFCON 2019. Zimbabwe kicking off their campaign tonight in a Group A fixture against hosts Egypt. And it's going to be a humding of a clash kicking off at 10 o'clock this evening. Just to give you an update on what's happening over in England and Wales in the ICC Cricket World Cup. Sri Lanka have just beaten England, the hosts, by 20 runs. And that is a big upset. England were looking to go top of the table along with Australia, but had just just got undone. And their run chase, Ben Stokes putting up a brave fight there, scoring 82 runs from 89 balls. But unfortunately, he ran out of batsmen at the other end. And Sri Lanka defending their total of 232 for the loss of nine. Bowling England out for 212 runs. That puts Sri Lanka up to fifth place on the standings with six points uh, just behind India who has seven points in fourth place the top four top three consists of Australia with 10 points New Zealand who are undefeated so far at the tournament with nine points England stay in third uh, just above India then so 
plenty to play for. And that throws a cat amongst the pigeons. And let's hope that that result may be a good omen for South Africa. As uh, they're not out of it just yet. They need some results to go their way and they need to win their remaining games. Who knows? It's all to play for over in England and Wales. We turn our attention back now to football matters. And uh, joining me in studio this evening is Sudesh Singh, who is a member of uh, the South African Football Coaches Association Technical Advisory Board. Uh, Sudesh, uh, really, thank you again for your time this evening. We turn our attention back to the field of play. Only a couple more hours to go, three, less than three hours to go before the kickoff of AFCON 2019. It's an exciting time, a change in format of the tournament, and uh, gives a lot more teams an opportunity with 24 teams now in the tournament for some of the smaller teams in Africa uh, to get through. But there's all important qualification points as a lot of teams are now turning their attention not only to this tournament, but qualification for the FIFA World Cup in Qatar 2022. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good point, Owen. Uh, I think for some of the so-called smaller countries, that can be a good uh, testing ground to, to prepare for the World Cup qualifiers. But I think getting back to the big guns, I think uh, the FCON is is the premier uh, football tournament on the continent and we've heard um, Velile talking about the excitement in Egypt mm. uh, earlier today before I came to the studio I was also talking to some colleagues in Egypt and uh, around the continent and there's huge excitement uh, in spite of all these negativity around uh, CAF and African football I think people just want to get onto the field of play and, and see some exciting football you know, from from the best players on the continent there are a total of uh, six groups in total, uh, four teams each in each group, with uh, two, the top two guaranteed a place in the knockout stages, and the best uh, three place, four, or the best uh, third place, the four best third place finishers will go through into the last sixteen as well. We've gone through Group A and Group B with Vilile as well. Looking at Group C, Algeria, Kenya, Senegal, and uh, Tanzania. That is a open group because it can go either way, although. The Algerians are looking strong favourites to go through from this group. Who will join them? I think, uh, Owen, when you look at it on uh, on paper, we 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 have uh, we have not mentioned the team. I think in my book could be co-favourites to win the tournament is Senegal. Yeah. You look at Senegal with their team; they have a a, a team of seasoned quality professionals. They have a, a a coach who's been there from 2015, the former captain Alou Sisse. Uh, they own a high. They've never won the AFCON before. So for me, after Egypt, they would be my second favorites to win the title. But yes, it's a, it's a tight group there. But uh, Algeria, they have also a lot of the players based in Europe. They have stars, as we know, the Mares, the Slimani. But the surprising thing, they could never get it together when they play for the national team, you know. Mm. And uh, hopefully now under Jamal Belhadi, the, the coach, he was a former captain of the team, uh, they could... Uh, they could spring a surprise. Uh, we have Kenya and Tanzania, the East African uh, rivals. They have a very, very strong rivalry uh, on, on, on that part of the continent. But uh, I don't think they have the depth in quality to, to go through the knockout stages. Mm. So there I would look at uh, Algeria and Senegal. With uh, Senegal trying to progress, and I, I, would, I would put my, my, my bet on them reaching the finals eventually. Then we get to what has been dubbed the group of death. And that uh, involves our very own Bafana Bafana and Stuart Baxter as they'll come up against the Ivory Coast, Morocco and Namibia. A lot of people saying, OK, Namibia, we'll roll over them. Then we've got Morocco and Ivory Coast. 
this is a tough group. There's no doubt about it. And each and every game will present its own challenges. How do you see this going? Absolutely, and I have to agree with you. I think that is possibly the closest we would come to a group of that. Uh, but uh, I would, from from my side and doing a bit of homework and uh, speaking to people within the Bafana setup and around it, there's a very good spirit around the, the camp. Although they had some uh, hiccups in the planning, the, they've just played one friendly game against Ghana, which mm-hmm. they did well to draw. The game against Angola, as we know, was, was called off. Uh, so the planning didn't go uh, according to how they wanted it to go, but the spirit within the team is 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 very tight and cohesive. So I'm going to back them with Morocco or either Ivory Coast. So I think South Africa, we should at least get to the uh, minimum of the knockout stages, mm-hmm. but I'm actually touting. Obviously, this is the patriotic side. I think uh, the last eight should be bare minimum for them to get, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a tight group. Uh, Ivory Coast... They they have a new generation that has come up. We all know the great generation of the Drogba, the Toure brothers. They've now come in with uh, a younger group, Eric Baidi, Seri Day, uh, and, and uh, Max Grandel. Mm. I think for them, this one would be a bit too soon to, to, to really challenge for honours. Uh, so it's going to be very, very tight. In Morocco, we have uh, one of the most charismatic coaches on the African continent in Havre Renard. They have also quality players, a lot of them playing in Europe. And uh, and let's not write Namibia off. I think we have to give credit to former Santos player Ricardo Manetti. He has done an exceptional job in qualifying Namibia for, for the AFCON. And also there, there's about five or six players who are based in South Africa. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's going to be a very, very tight group. I think the key game for Bafana would be the first game of against Ivory Coast. If we can get a positive result there, I think that can drive us through into the knockout stages. We're taking your calls also in studio 089-110-3377 or 089-110-2000 are the two numbers to call us in studio. And we head on right now to the phone lines and Temba from Timbisa joins us on the line to talk about AFCON with our guest in studio, Sudesh Singh. Good evening, Temba. Uh, good evening uh, to you and to your listeners and to Timber, your thoughts then? Pardon? Your thoughts on AFCON 2019. Okay, thank you. Uh, My question is to to, Sudesh because he's from the South African Football Coaches Association. Uh, Any uh, arrangements on the technical study group on, on the tournament? And then uh, on on Bafana Bafana because they surely being uh, a member of South Africa uh, and Bafana Bafana, I one you know, one family from South Africa, so I'm just interested in in that because surely there will be trends that will from 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 the tournament. So I'm not interested in that for now. Okay. Today? Yeah, Tim, I think he's thrown a curveball there because we're talking <laughs> AFCON here. Yeah. yeah, not true. Uh, but it's very interesting. Yes, Tim, we have an informal group of uh, coaches who are doing analysis uh, on Bafana and the whole AFCON essay. As you know, resources are a big uh, issue for our organization. And also, we would have liked uh, assistance to, 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 to help uh, Bafana there by, by seconding one or two coaches to to help them with opposition analysis, mm. but I think they've got that covered for now. So we will be doing our own work and then uh, come up with a technical study report after the AFCON. 
Perfect. Yes, we'd like to take a call to call us here in studio. It's 089-110-3377 or 089-110-2000. Leave us a voice note on uh, 060-584-2250. You're listening to Marawa Sports Wide with myself, Owen Honey, and uh, Sudesh Singh, who's in studio. And we're talking all things AFCON 2019. Good evening, Owen Honey. What we can say is Yave nyama ye kugocha Yowe riri Yave nyama ye kugocha Baya wabaya Go Zimba Go Zim Biliat Musona Aye, the pharaohs are going down Owenani Good evening Owenani I just want to say What a glorious moment for Zimbabwe Good luck, boys. You're representing the Southern Hemisphere. Good as good, good as good. Uh, too new in favor of Zimbabwe. I will, I will support Zimbabwe. Good as good. Hi, Owen. I'm very optimistic about our national team, Bafana Bafana. I think we got all the weapons to go through the next stages. Yeah, I think we got the well balanced. Uh, squad and yeah all the best day eh? this is Tsebo Sojangufi There you go. Those are voice notes coming through on 060-584-2250. Plenty of support for Zimbabwe tonight as they kick off their AFCON 2019 campaign against the host nation, Egypt, at the Cairo International Stadium. It's going to be a game of utmost importance and a lot of people, and maybe I'm regretting my decision to back the Pharaohs, and I said they would win this game 3-0, and a lot of people have my throats for that, I guess, because they're all calling for Zimbabwe to probably pick up a victory this evening on the opening game of AFCON 2019. Will I swallow my words? Well, we'll find out this coming weekend or later on this evening uh, when the game kicks off at 10 o'clock. Uh, joining me in the studio this evening is uh, Sudesh Singh from uh, the, a member of the South African Football Coaches Association Technical Advisory Board. And uh, he's been taking us through all the groups this evening, the favourites to possibly go through. And we've also been taking uh, phone calls and uh, that line, if you'd like to chat us is 89 3377 or 89 the two phone lines you can call us on this dual simulcast with Radio 2000 and Metro FM. We go to the phone lines and Samson from Standerton is on the line. Good evening, Samson. Hello, uh, uh, Mr. Arne, how are you? Well in yourself. I'm fine, I'm fine, sir. Good. Yes, you know what, I'm picking uh, Zimbabwe. Why? Why? Zimbabwe currently, I can confidently say this is the strongest Zimbabwean national team that Zimbabwe has ever had. Forget about the the, the time of Peter Andrew and all. But this Zimbabwe team, it is the strongest. Mm, mm. Yes. So I I, I know definitely if they can hold Egypt for uh, for the first 45 minutes, not concede the goal because although they are a bit shaky in defense, but going forward, attacking wise, Zimbabwe is very, very, very deadly. If you if you have watched them in the qualifiers, you would, you would agree with me. Mm-hmm. It has very uh, dangerous uh, strike force. The Kama Biliat, Knowledge Musona, Evans Ruziki, these guys can bang in goals. 
I'm just worried about Bafana Bafana. You see Bafana Bafana uh, with uh, Coach Stuart Baxter. Mm. I don't hate the man, but looking at uh, the way we qualified, some yeah. people are saying uh, we, it's a plus that we didn't lose uh, any game during the qualifiers, but that's, that's for me it's not a plus. Mm. Mm. Because looking at the games that we, we, we drew, we, we, sure. we drew, yes, we drew with shells. Although we managed to beat Nigeria away. Yeah, we left it very late, but yeah, we are there though. Samson, thank you so much from Stanerton. Mandla from Soweto, you're not on the line, unfortunately. Yeah, he's got a valid point there, I guess. You know, Bafana Bafana didn't qualify in the best possible way. But yes, they did go through with an undefeated record. That's as very important. But Stuart Bax has had time to build on that and uh, change the game plan. He hasn't got some of the best, the, all the plays he wanted there. Unfortunately, he couldn't get paperwork sorted out in time. But he's got a very solid team to work with at AFCON 2019. Absolutely, Owen. I think uh, this group of players have been together for the last few years. So it's quite a solid team. Uh, 17 of them are home-based, playing in the PSL. Mm. So I think uh, we shouldn't have any complaints. For me, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I'm looking at least minimum last eight. Uh, with uh, obviously Percy Tau being one of the stars of the AFCON. Mm, mm. Uh, we have a solid defense. I think uh, three of them are together at Wits, together with the goalkeeper. There's four of them, Shlachwayo, uh, Shanti, Kwanaz. Uh, um, so that gives them that solidity uh, that's needed at the back. And I think I, I want to go back to the, to, to the Zimbabwe uh, team that he mentioned. Mm. I, he mentioned a very crucial fact. Uh, uh, the Zimbabwean defense is not as structured and solid as and compact as we uh, as we ho- would hope for. Mm. Offensively, they have a lot of quality players. Mm. I think what they lack in defensively is 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 a leader, an organizer there who's very vocal, who can do it. They have some good players, but they're not really leadership material in the back. And I think that's what could trip them up uh, going forward. You know, despite but finishing top of their group with eleven points. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And mm. uh, they have a goalkeeper who plays in the NFD here for newly relegated. Woodbank Spurs at mm-hmm. Mosibanda. So uh, it's a virtual PSL or South African team that we all know of, you know. So uh, they mention of Billiard, but I think the key player could be Musona there. And also uh, in, in the midfield, they also have some solid mm-hmm. players there, you know, that we all know of. Talking about PSL players, you've got some interesting stats with regards to PSL players that will be playing at AFCON 2019. Uh, it's, it's a big number. Yeah, I think uh, a bit of research, and I must say thanks to some colleague in uh, Ghana, Nu Adams, and uh, there's a group, uh, African sports journalists, mm. so we share a lot of info, and they've come up with uh, some stats on uh, the leagues that have the highest number of, of players represented at the AFCON. So you look at South Africa has 46 players playing, uh, going to be playing in the FCON. Mm. 42 of them play in the PSL and four in the NFD, you know. So I think that shows the strength of the PSL also. And then we followed by uh, Egypt that has 24 players mm. playing uh, uh, in the Egyptian league that's yeah. going to be playing in uh, the FCON. Tanzania has 20, Tunisia has 14, Angola has 13, mm. Kenya 12, and Zambia was not even there. They have 10 players Who's, who's going to be playing for their countries at the uh, AFCON. Oh. So that's just to give you an idea of how diverse that African football has become, where players are moving around from country to country, you know. Mm. And uh, I, I think that's good growth for African football. 
And on the other side also, you would find uh, the club representatives, you know, uh, the clubs that have the highest number of players. Mm. And uh, number one is Primera de Augusto from Angola. They have eight players going to be playing uh, the AFCON. And our own Keza Chiefs mm. come in second place with seven players. Uh, Zamalek has six, Esperanza has six, Sundowns has six. So it shows to compete, obviously, on the continent. You also need a strong uh, uh, team, you know, of True. quality African players. Although in the Chiefs' uh, instance, it didn't work out <laughs> that way, unfortunately. Sudesh, so let's just look into your crystal ball. I hope you brought it with you. Who do you think is going to etch their name in on that trophy come the 19th of July? Well, I think I'd, I'm not a Sangoma, but I'd like to stay as an analyst, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. so I give you guys all the, all, all the facts, all the, all the insights, and then people put it together. Yeah. Uh, but I think, obviously, Egypt, uh, with the home ground advantage, they've hosted the, the, the AFCON five times. They've won it uh, three times mm. at home. I mean, this is going to be the fifth time they, they're hosting it. So in the previous four times, they've won it three times. They've come third in, in the fourth time. So they've got to be the outright favourites. And as I mentioned, Senegal is my other favourite. Mm. The Naked DJ.